All right, everybody, welcome to episode four of the On Fire podcast. I'm here with Blake. We back. We back, baby. Episode four. Oh, baby. Let's go. Uh, not sure if everybody follows us on Instagram, but uh, if you don't know, if we get 20 plays, um, that is on all platforms, including YouTube of this episode, we will be featuring a surprise guest. That um, nobody, I don't even know who it is um, <laughs> on episode five, but we'll find somebody pretty good. I got, I got someone in mind. So, um, well, hey, Blake, how about we quit messing around and we get into it? How about it? How about it? How Let's about go. it? Let's go. All right. Um, so obviously we're going to start with the on fire segment. Just the top three players or teams who have been on fire this past week in the NHL. Um, Blake, why don't you go ahead and start with your first pick here? All right bit unprepared at first but little look at the league you can tell who is <laughs> yeah um doing well right now um my first pick is dallas they mm-hmm. won six of their last seven and it looks to me on their stats that all of their depth are getting their points that they need to be getting except tyler sagan which doesn't surprise me but yeah they're playing very well right now i think they're on a three game winning streak at the moment and that's yeah. sweet yeah no honestly I, like the Dallas Stars may be good or whatever, and they made the finals two years ago. But I want to be straight up and say Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn are a couple of bums nowadays. Washed up. Like they should be the team's top players, and Tyler Sagan is toted as this high goal scorer. He's not like he hasn't been good since like. How long has it been, man? Yeah, he should still be in his prime. He's only 29 right now. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing just how much he's not doing. He is a friend of Mike Studd, so, you know, we got to... I'll let him slide for that reason and that reason only. I forgot about that. Yeah, he played some some pong with him, some (laughs) ping pong. We love that. We love that. Um, So, honestly, it's kind of been the same people who have been on fire for, like, every week. Like, the people who are on fire are staying on fire. Um, we've been trying to pick some new people here. Um, I am going to go with the old reliable dry sidle just because I want to talk about 20 goals in 19 games. Um, are we going to see a 50 and 50 here? Is that, are we going to see a 50 and 50 this year? I mean, have we seen it before? I've never seen it in my life. I mean, I don't know, but he's on pace for it. So he's on pace for it. Like what if we see a 50 and 50 man? Like, That'd be unreal. Like, I don't know who the last person to do it in the league was, but it was probably Gretzky or Lemieux. Like, that's that's what we're looking at, man. Like, it's it's insane. Um, I, I I only wanted to talk about dry settle for that reason. Not much more needs to be said. He's got 40 points in 20 wow. games. Is that what it is? Um, it's 19 games. 20 games. 20 games, 40 points, wow. 20 goals. That's two points a game. Yeah, this guy is literally a goal and an assist per game. 20 oh goals, my. 20 assists. He is he's just so good. How can I not talk he's about the him? the head of the best player in the world. Do you yeah. think he's an argument to be like up there too with McDavid as best player in the world? Well, I don't I don't think he is. I think McDavid's far more skilled, but I don't think you can count this guy out of the argument for number 2. A lot of people will say Nathan McKinnon's number 2 or this guy's number 2. But look look at the facts here. McKinnon's never had a 100-point season, 
Like, if you look at Dreisaitl's last 82 games, he's probably at, like, 200 points, okay? Like, this guy's this guy's points pace is disgusting. I, every season, it's either McDavid or Dreisaitl that leads the league in points. Yeah, and we have, <laughs> we've seen tons of, like, dynamic goals <coughs> like this, like, players that are playing together, like um, uh, Marchand and Pasternak, yeah. um, Malkin and Crosby. Mm. We've never seen it on, on this, this level. level. Yeah. This, le- this is unbelievable. There are 20 games in four. 40 points for one of them. Uh, how much has McDavid played? All 20 games? Yeah. They've so both played that, all 20 so games. So they combined for 76 points in 20 games combined. <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that. But you, you know what? It's pretty easy to say that this is this is something that I've never seen before, like, in my whole life. You know? Like, we're, we're both 18 years old here, and we've never seen this. Like, I'm... Like, if we ask our dads here, like, they probably haven't seen this since Lemieux and Gretzky, man. Like, mm-hmm. like this is something that comes – that this is this is a generational thing. And, you know, like, Crosby and Ovechkin, they were good when they came into the league and everything in their prime. They were crazy. They're phenomenal generational players. But we never, ever saw them on pace for 200 points and 50 and 50. It's just not something you see anymore, and man. And personally, I hope I see it. I want to see it. I don't care it. that they're Edmonton Oilers. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah, like, I really want to see it. And I, I hate the Edmonton Oilers. I have McDavid in the hockey pool. That's part of the motivation. <laughs> but, like, also just because I want to see this unfold. Like, who doesn't want to see that? Whether you're, you hate the Edmonton Oilers with all your life, like us, or not, but... Okay, we should probably move on here. Who's your number two there, Blake? My number two is someone we never would have expected. Nazem Kadri, fifth in points yeah. in the scoring race. And he has <laughs> 23 points in his last 12 games. Yeah, this guy's nasty. Okay. Getting points like McDavid out here. Like, what the hell? Yeah, just out of nowhere, this guy's popping off. Like, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. And in our hockey pool at the beginning of the year, he wasn't even, like, on a team. He had to, like, get picked up off of waivers. Oh, what a pickup that was. What a sleeper that was. That was unreal. Like, wow. I, don't, I don't even know what to say about this guy. Like, he's just, with the absence of McKinnon, he's really filling in that spot there. He's doing great. Like, it's it's good to see that. Like, he's he's doing really good for sure. Um, yeah. So my number two pick is someone that I usually don't like to talk about. It's Johnny Goudreau. Look, I'm a fan of the Flames and everything, but I'm not a fan of Johnny Gautreaux. He's, I think, straight up, he's a pussy. I don't, like, I don't think he doesn't put in the effort out there offensively or defensively. He's scared of getting hit. And look, I understand you're 5'9", probably weigh 60 pounds, and your stick <laughs> flex is like 30. But like, look at Alex Debrinkit. Look at Nathan Gerby or however, however you say his name. Both of those guys are, yeah, Mangiapani. They're all the exact same size or smaller than Johnny Goudreau, and they battle way harder than this guy. I, I have a video that I like to keep bringing up where it's, it's, it's the most embarrassing thing that I had to take a video of it when I saw it on my TV. I know the exact video. Because I've never seen anybody put in less effort out there. <laughs> like... Like, I'm surprised Daryl Sutter hasn't bent this guy over his knee and gave him a fat spanking because this guy's a child. He doesn't play like a man out there. He plays like a little fucking boy. <laughs> but we're supposed to be talking about how good he's doing. I, got, I had to explain why I don't like him, but okay. Sorry. I digress. Yeah, I, di- I digress. I'm going to calm down a little bit, but... Johnny Goudreau is doing really good right now, and I can't take that away from him. He's he's like he has not been doing good for the past two seasons. 
But this season, he's really getting back to where we saw him when he was scoring 99 points in yeah, a season. I wonder if his contract year has something to do with his Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm getting paid this offseason, so maybe I should step it up for one season. From all you said about him, I'm, you're in luck because he probably won't be with the Flames and then yeah. next year. Yeah, so exactly. Signed by someone else. Flames got to sign Mangiapane and Kachuk somehow. Exactly. Like, we need the money, and he's a ufa like i know he doesn't want to be here because like like i don't want him here he doesn't want to be here like it's just like i know a lot of fans don't want him here some do but like i don't see him staying he's an american boy wants to play on an american team whether like a lot of people will obviously say new jersey or philly and i just know that brad for living's not gonna trade him he's gonna just let him walk we're gonna get nothing for him and it's just gonna be gone so and we're a good team this year too so it's we're probably not gonna sell him to yeah, like we're, if anything, we're gonna buy at the deadline, and then Goudreau's gonna walk, and we're gonna have to try and pay Kachuk, Mangiapane, Shillington, all these guys yeah, who are having yeah. a great year. Like we've got a lot of cap problems. We have less than a million cap space to work with currently. Like, yeah. Okay. So who's your who's your number three spot uh, there, Blake? Number three um, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs are playing really well right now. Doing a, lot, doing a lot better than the beginning. Soup. 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 <laughs> Wait, are you talking about soup? I am talking about soup. Let's go. I love soup. I think soup. we talked about them last week, didn't we? Yeah, I think oh, so. I but Oh, that's okay. That. I but, like soup. Yeah, so 17 games played, mm. 11 wins. Pretty good. Mm. Really good there. Mm. Um, 1.68 goals against average. Mm. Not, 0.943 save percentage. Yeah. And he hasn't dropped below 0. Uh, 0.930 save percentage in his last six games. If if Jack Campbell was Campbell Soup, he'd be chunky. He'd be. He, that's how good he's doing right now. You know, I turn my bill. No, that guy's that guy's dope for sure. Like he's actually really good. He was supposed to be the backup goalie this year, and then Peter Mrazek was just like, "I'm about to take a year off real quick." And um, yeah, no, he's doing really good for sure. Like the numbers don't lie. He's basically like Jacob Markstrom, but for the Leafs. Like he's doing just exactly. as good, just a little bit less shutouts, mind you. And he just, came out of nowhere last year, and now he's just one of the best goalies in the in the league. Yeah, like, like currently, yeah. He's fun to watch too. Yeah, he actually is, and like I like his interviews and everything. Yeah. How he's just like such a nice guy, and he's like, we just go out there and laugh and smile. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy is, oh, he's so funny. And then he like, oh, remember when he offered Austin Matthews? He was like, I'll take you to Red Lobster, my tree. And I'm like, Austin Matthews is out here getting paid a cool 10 mil or whatever it is. <laughs> and you're offering to buy him Red Lobster? What is this, Chell 21? Yeah, exactly. Be yeah, be a pro where you have to pay for like their museum tickets and everything. But I just think that's so funny. <laughs> this guy just seems like such, like literally the nicest human being you could ever meet and it's it's so funny um <coughs> who's your third pick brandon my third pick thank you for asking blake is um you know a favorite by the danny heatley twitter account the new york rangers and uh, uh let, let me put it in his words is chris Kreider fucking nasty is he nasty? Um, oh, they are kind of nasty. They hey. are kind of nasty. Like Ooh. Shesterkin, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, 
Like, I like that Danny Heatley, like, the Twitter account. Big shout out to that guy, by the way. I get a lot of, like, I read his Twitter account every day. So I just want to, you know. It's never not a waste of time. Yeah, like, it's all, so funny. Whenever you load up the app, it's just. If you miss any of his tweets, go back and read them because they're so funny. <laughs> and, like, like, I'm a big fan of Danny, Danny Heatley. I got his picture hanging on my wall and shit. Like, and if you don't, if you don't watch any hockey, still, you could still find a way to find that entertaining it's still funny because sometimes he just tweets out random shit like (laughs) if you follow me i'll just i I always retweet his funniest (laughs) stuff because i just keel over laughing man but anyways get back on topic here like he likes to talk about chris Kreider, and i i like how he mentions how chris Kreider is in like the middle of his career or maybe like the late to mid stage of his career but he's still finding a way to like change his game completely now, mind you that he may need to learn to go offside a little less because he is going offside every, like, five minutes. But this guy is scoring like crazy. Like, I picked him up in the hockey pool, and um, I'm my team collectively may not be doing so great, but he's actually doing really good. Like, him and obviously Panarin's good. Like, I don't even have to say that. And Shesterkin is actually looking a lot better than last year, right? Yeah, also, they should, have, they should have better performing, like, Better performances out of Kako and Lafreniere, too. Yeah, like, absolutely they should. I don't know why they're not. Like, Lafreniere, if anything's doing better than Kako, I don't know what's wrong with Kako. He just, he's had years to develop and he hasn't done anything. Oh, oh, wow. And then, um, but like, you know, Lafreniere is, I I guess he's all right. He's scoring here and there, whatever. But, uh, oh, who else? Oh, yeah, Ryan Strom. Like oh, yeah. he's he's not good on the faceoff drives we've seen in the pool, but like he's getting points, um, right? Yeah, and they got like obviously Shesterkin, goaltending, yeah. and their defense is pretty locked down. I only like Adam Fox. Oh yeah, Adam, Adam Fox, Fox is so good. Oh, I forgot. How do we forget about Adam Fox? That yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy, man. Like, okay, but regardless, he's he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Okay. So um. That's it for the on fire segment this week. Um, we are gonna move on to a little, little bit of a random topic. It's not really a segment. Just want to talk about like Brady Kachuk getting bit today. What the hell is that? I didn't really like find an angle on it, but like I know that apparently it he happened. Apparently got bit twice. Yeah, I watched a video where they're like scrumming on the ground. You could see he like bit him twice and tried to bite him more. Like I think he even bit him like three or four times, like the tip of his finger. Because he was just like a biting machine out there. And then he drew blood on the last one. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And I agree with Brady Kachuk where he says the guy's a brickhead. Because what are you doing? Like, What is this, kindergarten? Yeah, Brady Kachuk. Yeah, Brady Kachuk was like, little kids don't even do that anymore. This guy's a brickhead. Nobody wants to play with him anymore. And like... Let's find the entire um, statement that he put out. Yeah, it's... it's... Go on TSN's Instagram. Or... Yeah. Oh, I found it. There we go. Okay. okay, so he says, this is the one time I'm going to answer this. It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. This guy is just a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. This guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team is going to want him. He's an absolute joke. He's a joke. I, I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. And then he didn't stop there. He said, it's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I, my, little, my little nephew Brax does that, okay? Not, not NHL players making millions, okay? Little, little Brax with his brand new teeth do that, okay? 
so that's pretty much his whole and statement. Th- there was also like people who like didn't really understand like what was going on, mm-hmm. and they were like saying like, "Oh, Brady Kachuk being a baby again," and people were like, "He literally bit him." Yeah, like I one of my pet peeves has always been people who think it's okay to spit or swap bodily fluids like oh. f- in that way in hockey. Like they don't understand that. Like I understand that spitting is a disrespectful gesture, but. That that's one of the grossest things you can do, and like Brad Marchand licking somebody, like just all of that, you're transferring your spit to them, and like I guess in today's world more than ever that's gross, but like I've always found that very gross. Yeah. Like I've like if any if anybody ever spat on me in hockey before I threw up, I would kick their fucking ass. It's kind of embarrassing that that's like even a thing. That the fact that they're like grown men yeah. making millions and they bite a child. And it's not even like not a child, but you know what I mean. I don't understand how Boston fans aren't embarrassed with like Marchand with what he was doing. <laughs> like full on licking someone's face. Like they think that he's their angel. Yeah. But he's league wide known to be an ass. Yeah, him and Tom Wilson are just like people that it's like like okay, like Brad Marchand I wouldn't like I would is one of those players where it's like He's done some dirty shit, but I would like to have him on my team because he's so good. Um, but Tom Wilson is so dirty, and I fucking hate Tom Wilson. He's a good goal scorer, but he is so dirty, and there's no place for that in hockey. Matthew Kachuk has thrown, like, whatever those elbows on Drew Doughty and whatever. But, One elbow. Yeah, like, rookie season. like, come on, man. Like, it, he hasn't done anything that bad. Well, I don't, I don't understand why people are saying that Kachuk is so dirty. Yeah. He's not that dirty. He's, yeah. He just threw an elbow once, and like, and what, what but like, else did he really? But do? like, the whole league hates him. What else did Kachuk do? Send, they only send me an email with a yeah. list of everything that he's done, and it, all it will have is that Dowdy elbow. And then I'll send you back an email saying that, saying what Dowdy's done, what Tom Wilson has done, what Brad Marchand done, yeah. Brad Marchand has done, and Evander Kane, and we'll see who's the real bad guy here. But continuing on with like. Drew Doughty there. It was funny because later on that season, that same season, Doughty was caught throwing an elbow at McDavid, and nobody talked about it because it yeah. was Doughty. Yeah, fuck it. They were like, well, Kachuk's dirty. And it's like, okay. You can drop. Yeah, whatever, man. All right. That's enough Brady Kachuk for today. Um, so we're going to move on to the thick of the podcast here. Um, real quick, we both just bought um, Chell 22. Um, you know, we buy it annually. And it's a hockey podcast. I feel like we could talk about the game a little bit here. Um, you know, we've we've each got three points. Um, Blake, why don't you go through your three points real quick first? Oh, my first point is I don't like the passing. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot more less assisted because I, I play on max pass assist. So the pass assist just feels useless. And it, I ice the puck way more often than I did last year. It's kind of tough to... Like look over that, mm-hmm. kind of hurts the game a bit. But yeah, that's a sm- that's a small critique. I'm gonna be pretty critical with this. Yeah, and your second one. And my second one is the AI. Mm-hmm. The AI, the AI new engine. I know, but it it's the same. Yeah, the, the AI acts the same. It's all the same. They're all dumb as fuck. Superstar difficulty is easy still. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to flex. But Def- superstar difficulty is kind of easy. Defensive, defensively, like on your own team, there, um, like they don't cover the yeah. opponents up front of that. You have to do I all the work yourself. Mind. I had that mind when you had that issue. Mm-hmm. Was the AI doing that crap? Yeah. Yeah. And my third one was um, this is a positive. The new animations are great. 
Hmm. I love the new like uh, puck protection. Puck protection like immerses me so much into the game, and f- just for that, I think I I recommend playing the game. Yeah. Not for seventy bucks. Yeah. But but definitely like picking up the trial or something, giving the yeah. game a shot or something. Yeah, definitely. I think those are good points. Um, my second one was also um, about like gameplay improvements, including um, the new shot blocking, better puck protection. I found cross creases are a lot harder to get through this year because defensive positioning is actually a little bit rewarded, which is nice. We want to see that. And, you know, it's I haven't tested it out fully, so I may change my opinion on this, but we really needed it. Like last year, defensive, you could be in the perfect position and your guy wouldn't stop it. So um, that's nice. And also the stick being its own physical entity. That is so nice. Like the fact that if they shoot right at your stick, it'll actually stop it instead of just going through. Like that is so nice. Um, another positive note, um, Hut has some good additions. Me and Blake both play a lot of Hut. Um, I know we got a few guys out there who play a lot of hut too. Uh, you know, like I like the new, I like some of the minor additions that they made that just made it overall better. Like removing team synergies, the addition of X factors and how you can only like, you have so many ability points, so you can only activate so many superstar abilities and, um, you know, the squad battles refresh, like just kind of all those things that really just were annoying last year kind of got removed this year and you know we're just on track for a better game is what we are oh not to mention the um um roster sharing yeah that's coming soon and i think that's the best addition because every year i spend days making custom characters and fixing the rosters just to be like close to tactics hd's rosters because he puts in all the prospects and everything that play in the u.s development program or in college and they can't be like in the game because they don't have the license for that mm-hmm. and he makes them and puts them in the game and so i do it like that too so that franchise modes them as realistic as possible um but it takes me so long and tactics has already done it so why can't we just do roster sharing right yeah um so i'm gonna wrap this up real quick uh ending on a negative note for this game because that's how all nhl games should be viewed as negative because ea doesn't listen to what needs to be fixed like come on man like this game you should not buy if you're not a hardcore fan and if you're a hardcore fan you should not be buying it for anything less than an on-sale price you should not be buying it for full price you should not be buying it like unless it's on black friday or boxing day you should not be pre-ordering it you should not be paying 80 dollars to play this game because it's it's not worth it. It's like they don't deserve your money, and it's it's embarrassing, man. Like it's tough that the base game of the Series X version is ninety dollars. Yeah, ninety dollars. There's no way to justify that, and um, the fact that this game is not for casual fans. Like, if you're a casual fan, don't buy this. No. Straight up. Like, if you have if you have NHL like twenty or something, you're fine. Like, if you have NHL twenty one and you just like only play it when someone comes over to your house, like, hey, let's rip a game of Chell then don't buy this game. Yeah. If, unless you're hardcore, you don't need it. Like, if you haven't bought a new game since, like, NHL 16, then yeah, buy this game. You'll like it. You'll like some of the new game modes and everything. But honestly, if you were to buy last year's game, you probably don't need to buy a new game if you're a casual fan until 24. Like, just with their progression. Okay. Um, all right, real quick, wrap up the podcast. Off the top of your head, Blake, who is the most underrated player in the league? 
Well, Mangiapane is not un- that underrated anymore because mm-hmm. everyone knows how good he is now. So I can't say him anymore. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Ooh. That's a good one. Oh, no. I'll tell you my take while you think about yours. All right. I think David Perron is the most underrated player in the NHL. This guy's led the St. Louis Blues, like, at least last season, he was their point leader. And ever since he's gotten to St. Louis, he's been either their top point producer or one of. And he still is. He was a scratch on Vegas. Nobody talks about this guy. St. Louis Blues are doing good, and he's a big part of that, right? Yes. I think that one of the most underrated players that is never talked about at, on the Ducks is Jakob Silverberg. Because mm-hmm. every time I see him play or like watch him online playing against another team or something, he is always scoring a goal or he's always making plays. Maybe his stats don't show that, but I think he um, impacts that team more than everyone thinks he does. Yeah. And I've always thought he was just, whenever the Ducks play the Flames, whenever he has a puck, I'm always afraid of him. Yeah. Because he always scores. And that's my pick for who's the most underrated player in the league right now. What's your off-the-top-of-your-head question? My off-the-top-of-the-head question is now that Braden Point is injured indefinitely, um, I don't know how long it would be, but do you think they pull another Kucherov next year? Or this year in the playoffs, or like keep them out until playoffs. Yeah, probably. Like I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Honestly, that's just kind of their thing at this point. Yeah. Like, don't they it... have another one that's out right now? Kucherov is out. Kucherov's out again. Yeah. Why did I not know this? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like Kucherov's out. They're gonna do the same thing as last year, plain and simple. Well, if you're not if 15 million on LTIR, why not put 30 on? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> you know, just put the whole salary cap on there. Bring them all back on playoffs, right? I mean, if the league's not going to punish you for it... Might as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just free real estate. It's <laughs> another cup for them. Another All right. Dynasty. So, uh, ran a little long there this week, but hey, that's okay. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Who cares? Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully, this reaches our goal here. Uh, if so, we will see you next week with a special guest. Uh, you know, as always, tell your mom, tell your grandma... Maybe tell some actual hockey fans about the podcast. It doesn't have to be only your mom and your grandma. But, like, tell, tell your friends. Tell everybody about the podcast because uh, we love that, Steve. We love that. Um, anything you want to say, Blake? Um, no. No? All right. You said everything that needs to be said. All right. Uh, yeah, so check out, our, uh, check out the link in our Instagram bio to see where you can listen to the podcast. Everything will be uploaded to YouTube. We're working on editing the videos as quick as we can to get them out there. Takes a little bit to edit them, um, but we're pretty much everywhere on social. So if you want to find where to listen, where to see the highlights of the podcast, uh, click that link. So uh, we'll see you in the next episode. You ready? Yeah.